Good afternoon. It is the Tuesday before Christmas, and I decided to run to Starbucks because it's Double Star Day, and because I wanted to try recording in my car like I did the other day, because even though I'm in my car and you can hear all that, it's quieter than my house. After last week's podcast episode released, my friend Abby and I were reminded by several people of particular traditions and favorites that we did not mention or talk about. Now, truth be told, there is no way we could have covered everything that we love about Christmas and have kept that episode any shorter than it was already. So, I thought maybe it would be fun to do a bonus episode this week before Christmas to share a few more of my favorites and my family traditions that did not get discussed last week. So, if you're ready, here we go. That I was reminded very quickly about last week when the episode released is my sock collection. If you've known me for any amount of time or if you follow me on social media, you know that I have a slight addiction, one would say, to Christmas socks. Okay, so they're not all Christmas socks. Some of them are Christmas. Some of them are winter. And um, so I have this addiction. At the start of this year, my collection was at 47 pairs of holiday slash winter related socks. Now, some of those socks are just fun snowflake snowmen type things. Others are um, very, very Christmassy. Like I have a couple of pairs. One is one pair is white, one pair is black that have strings of twinkle lights on them, colored twinkle lights. I have a pair that have nutcrackers on them. Today, I'm wearing a pair that have the sugar plum fairies on them. I have uh, a whole collection from my friend, Josh, who bought them for me last year. It was an advent calendar. It was only 15 days. Um, I say only in that it wasn't what you would traditionally think of advent, not only as in I only got for the love. That was a special gift and I loved it. But each day I opened a window on this box that had different elf socks, like socks that had things from the movie Elf on them. And so that was really fun. That really boosted my collection last year, which really helped because last year I went through all of my sock collection and threw out quite a few pairs that were just old and no longer held up the way they should. So Like I said, at the start of this season, right at Thanksgiving, I had 47 pairs. Friends, I now have 50. I got a new pair from the National Youth Department of the Assemblies of God for Speed the Light that have Speed the Light on them and all the essential transportation type things that Speed the Light provides for missionaries, camels, airplanes, trucks, that kind of stuff. And then just for fun and whimsy, they threw in gingerbread men because they're Christmas, you know? 
Um, so I added those. And then again, my friend Josh coming through in the clutch found Christmas vacation themed socks and bought them for me. One pair has a silhouette of Clark Griswold and says, Merry Clarkmas. And the other have their station wagon with the tree tied on, tied on top. Um, and so they're fantastic and I love them. So I have a lot of Christmas, holiday, wintry socks that um, I wear from right around Thanksgiving till the new year, typically. Um, one of my other favorite pairs is also from Josh. And they have a snowman wearing a sombrero and a poncho with a thick black mustache. And they say Feliz Navidad. <laughs> it probably pushes the boundary slightly on what is considered PC. Um, but they're fantastic. I actually wore those yesterday. Um, when we were talking about movies, and these things are just going to come to me in no particular order. So when we were talking about movies, one of the movies I failed to mention as one of my favorites, although I'm, I'm not quite sure that it would be considered a Christmas movie as much as it has a Christmas scene in it with one of the most famous Christmas songs that has ever existed, but that is Meet Me in St. Louis. And do you know how hard it is to find Meet Me in St. Louis? I have been looking for several years for it and have had a hard time finding it. I would love to be able to find it digitally and purchase it so that I can watch it anywhere from any of my devices at any time. That being what it is, um, I haven't watched it in two years because we cut our cable satellite cord and have gone to streaming services and I don't have it anymore. Um, so, but that is definitely one of my favorites. And if you're not sure what it is, you should look it up. Uh, Judy Garland, a young Judy Garland, um, set around the world's fair. And that is the movie where have yourself a merry little Christmas was made very, very popular. Um, Another movie that, again, some people would argue is not a Christmas movie, and no, I'm not talking about Die Hard, I am not that person, is While You Were Sleeping. Now, it is a rom-com, completely set at Christmas time, Christmas and New Year. It is probably in my top five all-time favorite movies, period. Sandra Bullock, um... Uh, Peter Gallagher, and um, why can I not think of his name right now? Shoot, fire, it'll come to me. But it's such a sweet, sweet, sweet movie. And the one of the best scenes of the whole movie has absolutely nothing to do with the movie. It's just a little bonus clip. And it makes me laugh every single time I see it. While You Were Sleeping, one of the best movies, hands down, period. If you have not seen it or it's been a long time since you've seen it, please watch it. You will not regret it. Along that same line, again, I don't know if it's a Christmas movie, but I always think of it at Christmas time as Sleepless in Seattle. Okay, 
Another family tradition that I, why I didn't think about this when Abby and I were talking about it, I think because we were thinking way back into our childhood and this isn't a tradition that started when I was a kid, but was one that um, started as an adult. It started as a kid for my cousins, but my aunt Karen and my cousins, her daughters, Janice and Lisa always did Christmas cookies. And, um, I want to say it was probably close to, oh goodness, 13 years ago or so, they included the extended family. And we took a Saturday. Um, sometimes it was the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Sometimes it was the Saturday after. And we all got together and from about eight o'clock in the morning till about eight or nine o'clock at night. Some years we did nothing but make Christmas cookies. And I'm not talking like, oh, we did some sugar cutouts and we did some chocolate chip. No, 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 no. Listen, we made um, so much peanut butter cookie dough that it would blow your mind because I think we made around four cookies, four different kinds of cookies that the base was peanut butter. We did Santa surprise, which were peanut butter cookies that you uh, tucked a mini Snickers into the center of it and you baked those. And then when they came out of the oven, you drizzled them with like melted chocolate. We do the peanut butter kiss cookie. So you've got the peanut butter cookie that when they come out of the oven, you stick a, a Hershey kiss in the center of it. We did the Reese's peanut butter cup, peanut butter cookies. So you do the peanut butter uh, ball in a mini muffin pan. And when they come out of the oven, you hurry and quickly stick a mini Reese's peanut butter cup into them. And then you let them completely cool and set up. And oh, they're to die for if you don't know those, that, that, those are my oldest sons. Those are Ty's favorite cookies. He loves those. Um, and then, of course, you know, other cookies, peanut butter balls, um, which are like the, you know, the kind of the peanut butter, crispy, crunchy type. Um, some people do Rice Krispies in them. Some people do graham crackers in them whatever you like. I like the ones with Rice Krispies in them and their peanut butter. Um, and then, um, they're no bake. So you roll them into a ball and then you dip them in chocolate. Those are my husband's favorites. And my sister-in-law actually makes some for him that are dipped in white chocolate. Cause that's what he really loves anyway. Um, and then my mom for years always made Buckeyes, which is a different kind of a peanut butter ball, only partially dipped in chocolate and they kind of look like those Buckeyes from the Buckeye tree. <laughs> um, we would do traditional chocolate chip. We would do oatmeal raisin because those were my grandfather's favorite cookies. I personally like oatmeal craisin or oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. Um, but those are some of those. My Aunt Nancy's recipe for um, it's a shortbread cookie. It's several of us girls. It's several of our favorites. It is a shortbread cookie with white chocolate chips and craisins. Oh my gracious. I love those cookies. Um, and then we would also do, um, stained glass, which is a butter cookie, um, base. 
and you have a bottom and a top. Um, and after you bake them, well, you bake them in the whatever shapes you want, but the top of the cookie, you actually cut out the center with different shapes. So we used, my cousin Kara did these, we used many cookie cutters and she would cut out many shapes like stars or circles or stockings or hearts or angels. And when the cookies cool on the base cookie, you put a fruit preserve or a jam and then you put the other cookie on top with the cutout and they look like little stained glass windows. Um, plus we did the butter cookie cutouts. That is um, my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law's recipe. These cookies, y'all, are no joke. They melt in your mouth. There is almost a pound of butter in a batch of these cookies. And they are roll-out, cut-out cookies, but they are so good. Um, and we would do a couple of batches of those, but we wouldn't ice them at our family cookie day because we always froze the cookies. So anybody who took the butter cookies home knew that they would have to make their own icing, create their own cookies, or, you know, decorate their those cookies later. Um, for presentation purposes, but those are really good. We also did like candy style cookie type things. Like my aunt Karen would make pastel patties, which were like, um, sometimes she would do almond extract, sometimes uh, mint extract, but they were kind of like those butter mints made with like powdered sugar and, and milk or water. I can't remember exactly. And I don't have the cookbook in front of me. Like I said, I'm in my car. Um, and then the almond ones, she would actually press into them an almond and then you let them set up. You don't bake them. They're just a, a setup one. We would do haystacks, um, which are the chow mein noodles and um, covered in like chocolate and butterscotch. Um, those are really, really tasty as well. We would do uh, chocolate dipped pretzels with sprinkles all over them. And at our family cookie day, we would take turns um, manning different stations. So you know, you might have a few people who were the ones that um, rolled all of the peanut butter balls or uh, wrapped the peanut butter cookie dough around the Snickers, or you had somebody who watched the oven. That was their job. They set the timers, watched the oven, and watched the cookies to be done, and then put them out to cool. We had the dippers, those who who were in, in charge of the chocolate melting and the drizzling and the dipping of the cookies and the pretzels and things like that that needed to be done. Um, we would have the mixers, those who would mix up all of the cookies. Remember, we're doing a lot of cookies. So I want to say we would, we would have thousands of cookies by the end of the day. Um, and we would go through so much butter and flour and sugar and all of those ingredients. And it, But it was one of those days that it was a long day. It was an exhausting day. But the memories we made during those days are unmatched. It was just really good times. The conversations that we had, the guys who would show up partway through the day um, and swipe a cookie or two. The, our kids, we brought our kids and they were so little. And they would run around and play and beg for cookies. And my favorite is my cousin Janice's daughters um, one year asked if, other families celebrated cookie day. Like they thought it was like a national holiday. And while there is a national cookie day, it is so not what our cookie day is to us. And we thought that was really neat. I also remember one year making the ginger. We didn't actually, well, maybe we did do gingerbread cutouts, but we did butter cookies and we cut some out in the shape of gingerbread men. And one of 
one of the girls called them the brothers because they were boys and we laughed so hard. Just great, wonderful, fantastic memories like that. Another um, tradition that, that began when we started going to um, GC first was the Christmas Eve candlelight service. And I always really enjoy that service. It's just a sweet, tender moment of reflection. And um, we always made sure it didn't take more than a half hour to 45 minutes so that it didn't monopolize um, the entire evening for families, but was just an, uh, an opportunity to ring in the actual Christmas celebrations. Um, those were always very, very special. And this year, it's going to look very different because of COVID, but we are still having it. Um, about 10 years ago or so, we started doing it in combination with another church here in town. And so this year we have pre-recorded the service and it will premiere on Facebook and YouTube on Christmas Eve, both churches still participating. And can I just tell you, as I did the editing and creating the one video for the service, I cried almost from beginning to end, just out of gratitude, out of the reminder that God is faithful and um, just in the joy of what this season represents. It's such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful reminder. I think that kind of covers a lot of the conversation. Oh, I did have a friend message me yesterday. I guess she was just listening to the podcast and she couldn't believe I didn't mention Klaus. If you didn't watch Klaus last year from Netflix, you need to. It is really, really a super cute Christmas movie to watch with your family. And along that line, if you that's on Netflix. If you have Disney Plus and you didn't watch it last year, or maybe you you just got it this year, um, another favorite of, of mine from that is Noel. Fantastic Christmas movie. Well done, Disney Plus. Um, so yeah, this is just a little bonus. And can I just tell you one of the questions that I have asked all of my guests this year since starting my podcast is what do you know today about God that you didn't know before COVID? But I have not really gotten the chance to answer that question. So let me tell you what I know. It's not necessarily an, um, aha epiphany listen to what I've learned moment, but it's really more a reminder. I started the Preacher Chick blog and subsequently this podcast because I wanted to have a place to create community. Um, we were not meant to do life alone, and I believe that the Creator of the universe created us to do life together. And so this is a place for us to um, have community around faith and family. If ever I have been reminded of the importance of community, it is this year. It is just this reminder that God did not create us to do life alone. He did not create us to be the Lone Ranger. He created us to be in relationship with one another and with him. And 
the loneliness and the isolation that quarantine and um, social distancing has enforced. And I understand for, I mean, I'm not saying it's not was that some of this wasn't necessary. Hear me, but what a lot of it has created is distressing and, um, and hard. God is bigger than all of this. And we have been created to do life together. Jesus is so special and he really is the glue that binds so much together. And we really do need him. I also think the other thing I've been reminded of is that my whole life growing up in church, there has never not been a time that I have not heard Jesus is coming soon. His, 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 his return is nearer now than it's ever been. And that is true every day that we, that he has not returned. We are that, we are that many hours closer to his return. So 100% that's true. But family, hear me out, read scripture. And we truly are closer today than we have ever been before to his second coming, to the rapture of the church. And I can say that in full confidence because so much of what we see happening around our world, while it, not be, while it may not be explicitly said this way in scripture, it is unfolding in front of us. And my heart in, in re- being reminded of that and my heart in reminding that is not to create a panic or a fear but to create an urgency in the hearts and minds and lives of every person who says they love Jesus, that time is growing short and there is a world that doesn't know him. There is a world that celebrates a holiday season without celebrating who this season is truly about. We live in a world where people who are lost, hurting, desperately trying to find what they're lacking in different ways. And they need to know Jesus. And they're going to know him by our lives and by our words and by our love. So it's time for the church. It's time for his people to not rise up in demanding our rights to gather together in this season, but his people and his church rising up to wrap arms around the unlovable, to extend grace to those who don't deserve it, but need it, and to speak the hope of the gospel truth that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. He is God in flesh, come to show us what it means to have a relationship with the Father and to provide the sacrifice and redemption for all eternity to those who will hear it. So as you do what you do this Christmas, however it may look in this season, do so remembering that. And find a way 
to show the love of Jesus to somebody who may not get to see it. I seriously would love to hear what your family traditions are, what your favorite movies and Christmas songs and um, those things are. So please leave a comment or through the link that'll that'll be in the show description, um, share share a message with me about your favorites. And I hope you have a Merry Christmas. I hope you feel the love of Jesus like never before as you celebrate his birth with those that you love. I will see you next week.